It's week six of 2022. I'm Smitha Nair. This is your weekly fix. It started with the government pre-university college in Udupi town, barring six female Muslim students from entering the college for weeks for wearing the hijab. Few other colleges also in coastal Karnataka followed suit. These college administrators claim they are implementing an existing dress code. The students say no such rule existed until now. That Hindu right-wing groups enjoying leverage with the state have a role to play in the events that played out became evident when dozens of young male students were seen sporting saffron shawls in apparent opposition to the Muslim girls in hijabs who were demanding they be allowed to exercise their fundamental right to access education. In a video that went viral, a young girl in a hijab walking into her college is seen being intimidated and heckled by dozens of boys in saffron shawls. On the podcast today, we're joined by Noorjaha Safia Niaz. Noorjaha Niaz is the co-founder of the Bharatiya Muslim Mahila Andolan, a feminist collective which fights for the citizenship rights of Muslims in India. BMMA was one of the petitioners in the Supreme Court in the Triple Talaq case. Thank you, Ms. Niaz, for speaking to us here on Scroll. Thank you so much for allowing this conversation. I want to begin by asking you about your thoughts when you saw those images on Tuesday of that young Muslim girl in a burqa walking into her college to submit her assignment, um, being menacingly heckled and followed by dozens of these young men in saffron scarves. As a woman, I can imagine the terror she would have felt. But this girl, she doesn't flinch. At least she keeps a stoic exterior. I felt very sad. Because this is where it has all come to. Uh, it's the students go to college or school to study and be with each other. And uh, you know, we've all gone through our college and school lives. And that, that's a wonderful phase. But uh, the communal virus, the poison has come down to this level. Where students are there uh, uh, fighting each other. Hmm. Uh, other than that, I found her very courageous. I... I, I as a woman, it, it was empowering that she's she's not scared. She's ready to face. Right. But um, uh, as I said, the, the force on the other side has been raked up. The, the students who are wearing saffron scarves, you know, they, they are on their own, they wouldn't do something like this. Because when you are at that age, you just want to study and be there and be part of that life right and the the communal communalism has seeped into our educational institutes and you are as a set of uh, uh, ideology has been ingrained and indoctrinated in our students and that is what is very frightening it's, it's scary and uh, uh, not just as muslim women i mean this is not just a muslim women's issue also although it looks appears on the face of it it is uh, something which all of us will need to address. Hmm. Uh, what what has happened is uh, in Karnataka is the larger fascist agenda. So whether it is Corona Jihad or Hijab or um, other issues that have been raked up all the time. Earlier it was beef, then uh, no other issues that have come. Uh, the Azan issue. So if this regime is here with an anti-hero agenda, uh, which is clearly anti-Muslim, 
it's going to rake up these issues time and again today it's this tomorrow it will be something else day after it will be something else so this needs to be called out hmm. that what what is your problem with the muslim community we are here to stay we've been here for centuries and we are not going anywhere is this how you are going to deal with us yeah i want to explore the statement uh, the statement that the bharatiya muslim mahila andolan put out uh, in some detail Uh, the statement decries the singling out of muslim women in these colleges and demands that uh, they be allowed back into the classrooms to exercise their right to education without any hindrance uh, the statement underscores that any move by college authorities cannot be violative of fundamental rights guaranteed in the constitution um, you say unequivocally that the current discrimination in the name of hijab is an outright violation of constitutional principles of equality and justice right to religious freedom you say is as much a tenet of our democracy as is secularism and that singling out hijab for criticism is unfair and discriminatory those opposing it uh, the bjp and the sangh parivar you point out are on record decrying secularism and for openly espousing majoritarianism uh, you say they are resorting Uh, to hate and divisive politics by instigating students to wear saffron scarves to counter the girls in hijabs and that this gross instrumentalization of young students to spread division in society must stop immediately yeah your statement also says uh that we believe the hijab is a patriarchal imposition as much as the ghungat or the sindur or the bindi or other diktats being imposed on girls in our country across different faiths and communities there is ample evidence put out by muslim feminist scholars such as fatima mernisi asma lambrabet and others highlighting the patriarchal origins of the veil in islam uh, you urge in your statement that if it is indeed about choice the early imposition of the hijab must stop and we must let adult women uh, take their own decision now there has been some criticism that this part of your statement was ill timed uh and that it unnecessarily muddies the main issue here that of a majoritarian administration targeting muslim women and uh, clamping down on her right to free religious expression so my uh, answer to this is when when was the time right ever in the past we've been told about this 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 particular statement that the time is not right has been thrown at us multiple times not just by religious groups but all kinds of secular feminist groups as well don't talk about this now so uh, probably when we we got our independence and we uh, partition happened lot of those issues were not, never uh, not taken up the state also did not allow th- those kinds of discussions uh, which happened but if you look at the 30s a whole lot of muslim women's organizations were asking for a ban on say polygamy on parda i'm, I'm i was surprised to read that even parda was something which they discussed in the 30s hmm. but the damage of partition and all of that happened we never discussed those issues afterwards then the uh, um, the whole communalization that began you know in the 80s not the right time 92 uh, babri masjid demolition not the right time gujarat genocide happened not the right time this government has come to power again not the right time so when is this right time going to come and when are muslim going to women going to be given that space to discuss that issues that affect them in their homes and within their families hmm. for for years we never discussed triple talaq for years we we have not talked about halala for years we have not talked about polygamy child marriage and religious groups kind of took it upon themselves these are matters of religion and sharia nobody else should be talking about it why 
because it is affecting the ordinary women and communities and families why should we not talk about it so the moment muslim women use their agency to talk about issues which concern her which concern her children which concern her her position within the family the time is not right and when that comes from liberal secular feminist groups it is even more astonishing that they are not able to see the issue that muslim women is facing and, and and this government is probably going to be there in power for the next uh, two years maybe till the next next elections maybe they come back to power again we don't know so are we not going to talk about it yes 75 years of independence and we are still not ready to talk about it to kab baat kare if you look at the law reform if i have to focus on that issue the first codified muslim law reform effort happened in 1937 okay the sharia application act came in then dissolution of muslim marriage act came in 1939 okay then the next uh, law came after 50 years it came after the shabana thing okay 86 and now the the fourth law has come in in 2019 after 30 years another 12 years 13 years if we still don't know about uh, talk about a comprehensively codified family law it's going to be a century right 2037 mein 100 saal ho jayenge and we would still not have a comprehensively codified law which the hindus of our uh, uh, country which includes the religious minorities six buddhist and jains have enjoyed a codified family law since 1955 there was set of four uh, codified laws marriage divorce inheritance succession adoption you know all aspects of family law have been codified and over a period of time they have been amended and made better and better the christians such a small community they have their own family law codified by the government by the parliament much before uh, independence also and it has been amended parsis have their own family law but muslims who comprise the second largest population in the world after indonesia and we are 15% of the population here and the 100 years in the coming 12 uh, years if we look at it we don't have a comprehensive codified law and still people are saying time is not right hmm. so somebody whoever has said this must tell me assure me as a representative of muslim women's organization who's talking about law reforms to give me an assurance ki ye saal hoga jab aap baat kar sako somebody has to assure the muslim women who is a victim no all the time victim of child marriage victim of polygamy victim of triple talaq victim of so many other practices victim of halala which is happening so silently and quietly when are we going to talk about it so you're saying that one can be unequivocal in their condemnation of what has happened in karnataka the blatant abuse of state power or by those who enjoy leverage with the state while uh, reiterating that uh, the hijab is a patriarchal imposition and as a muslim woman who's been working towards social reform in her community you are in no way doing a disservice to the community by saying so absolutely right to education kidhar gaya you cannot stop a girl from entering the school premises just because she is wearing a certain dress if you are so concerned about it have an open debate discuss it with all the stakeholders that's how you do it na Right. If if the school board has a certain dress code, and for it's not that suddenly the girls have been wearing the hijab. Suddenly, to nahi hua na. They may probably are wearing it for since the time the school has started or whatever. And if there's a problem, why did you in the first place allow? 
the girls to come in with their dress code if you have if suddenly you've decided there's a that it's a problem then call the parents call the board of trustees the management of the school larger community stakeholders and discuss the issue and ways and means could be found out to address the concern no you cannot stop girls from studying you're just recovering from corona education has taken the biggest hit yes muslim community is has been socially economically very very backward anyway the the lockdown has completely ruined the community just about beginning to go and then you bring up something like this so the intentions are definitely malicious there's no doubt about it but in this bargain let us not put the issues below the carpet okay uh, what about this uh, the veil in in whichever form headscarves uh, hijabs niqabs have exercised governments across europe for instance i have read several accounts of muslim women saying that a sport the sporting of the hijab for them has become a sort of subversive political statement uh, to counter raging islamophobia uh, you ms niaz interact with a cross section of muslim women young old working class uh, academics elite uh, is that a sentiment you've heard being expressed here too that uh, some women see the wearing of the hijab as a as being visibly muslim and in that they see an attempt to uh, reclaim their due as equal citizens in a uh, political environment that is pushing them to the margins yeah see there are different ways by which you address or engage with the majority fundamentalism it is so huge it is out there it is vicious it is violent and it is out there to destroy you and then not making any bones about it that's so clear so there are different ways in which we are all dealing with it so uh, uh, being a muslim women out there i am not apologetic about me being a muslim the fact that we started bharatiya muslim mahila a lot of people told us why you want to have a muslim women's organization the very liberal secular feminist told us why muslim but no we are muslim and this is my belief and i believe in uh, my uh, holy book and these are my rights there and i want those rights so in a way for as a statement to stand up to uh, the fascist uh, forces is yeah maybe that's each one's way of uh, addressing it but to say that that is my identity and this is how i am going to be appearing before the larger uh, state forces without even discussing and debating whether that, that is really essentially is that your the part of your uh, identity peeche discussion to hua nahi hai but as an individual i have a right to put up with that uh, identity but without discussing without debating and uh, and showing it as, as this is the only way to uh, express my identity that is problematic right and also imposition through schools through colleges where this and only then you can go out to study which which also comes from families now families are also uh, those units of power right within that power uh, center how much of a say uh, does a girl young girl have the the imposition of hijab from the age from a very small age with small young girls now should we not debate that what choice are you giving so so if i'm used to wearing a particular uh, dress yeah now at the age of 18 or 19 or 20 i'm suddenly told to wear something else i will not be able to do it right now if you tell a young small girl that this is this is part of your identity then and then you expect her to exercise her freedom of choice when she grows up she will not be able to do it right or maybe some will be able to do it as well but choice ki baat karte ho to kiski choice 
एडल्ट की चॉइस या बच्चे की चॉइस वो बच्चे को आप चॉइस दे भी रहे हो या नहीं दे रहे हो दीज दीज हैव टू बी डिबेटेड एंड दिस डिस्कस बट ऑफकोर्स इन दिस विशेष एनवायरमेंट वो डिबेट द इम्पैक्ट इज दैट विद इन द कम्युनिटी दैन दीज डिबेट्स के नॉट हैपन But these uh, patriarchal impositions and the sort of socializing of women to be a certain way is across religions. Across religions, and they have to be discussed and debated within those communities. And if you ha- you have to create that space, but if you tell me that this is what the identity is, and then this cannot be debated, then that is problematic. Then you are also playing in those hands, no? Right. I wonder what you think about and whether you are in agreement with. Uh, what the egyptian american feminist uh, mona al tahawi uh, spoke about um, uh, being a muslim feminist that she finds herself between a rock and a hard place she says on one side is the rock of the racist islamophobic right wanting to use the bodies and words of muslim women as weapons or as a weapon against the muslim community and on the other side is the hard place of the muslim misogynists who want to silence women Absolutely, completely. This is where all the reformist Muslim women across uh, the various countries and you know different regions are struggling with this. We exactly the situation that we are in. Where is that space to discuss these issues? Where are when are we going to discuss hijab in an in an very non-threatening, easy, normal debate situations? When are we just as we discuss triple talaq? Yeah. Hmm. Thankfully, we had that space and the time. Yeah, lot of debate happened in the Lok Sabha also. In the Rajya Sabha, it was rejected in Lok Sabha a couple of times. Uh, or Rajya Sabha, don't remember. But a lot of debate happened in the Parliament, and lot of debate happened within the community. So why not we talk about this? But that space is not there. Not, my, uh, hijab is one issue, but law reform within law reform issue also. Uh, 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 polygamy, child marriage, halala. These are practices which are still beyond the purview of the law. So is Muslim woman not a citizen of this country? When is she going to exercise her right to Article fourteen and fifteen and those wonderful uh, constitutional provisions? So, वो मुझे apply नहीं होते. Child marriage prevention of child marriage act, prohibition of child marriage act, two thousand six. Why should it not apply to me? Right. Why should I be uh, in a in a in a category where certain laws of the countries don't apply to me? Polygamy four nine four IPC, it's a law for everybody. Why should it not apply to the Muslim woman? Let her exercise her choice, no? Then you will be told you're playing into the BJP's agenda of uniform civil code. हाँ तो अब क्या करें फिर? So should we not talk about that? That is exactly what she is saying. Why should a Muslim woman not be uh, uh, the beneficiary of protective legislations which our country has, no? वो है ना फोर नाइन फोर आई है बट आप बोलते हो हमको वो नहीं चाहिए फॉर अ मोमेंट टेक दिस गवर्नमेंट अवे दिस गवर्नमेंट हैज कम इन 2014 राइट व्हाट वाज हैपनिंग बिफोर दैट व्हेन वी डिस्कस चाइल्ड मैरिज दिस नो इट्स पार्ट ऑफ आर शरिया आर्टिकल 25 ले आते हैं हाजी अली आर्टिकल 25 ट्रिपल तलाक आर्टिकल ट्वेंटी बट वॉट अबाउट आर्टिकल फोर्टीन and am i not a citizen to to access the laws of the land acha criminal law kyun nahi chahiye tumko you want the civil laws of the country you will go to the court to the 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 board went to the court in 1986 uh, went to the government to the parliament to demand a separate le- legislation because they did not agree to the supreme court judgment for shabano mm-hmm. so aap parliament jaoge to chalega 
पार्लियामेंट ही गए ना पार्टी तो आती जाती रहती है एक पार्टी पावर में थी आप गए उसके पास तो आप जाओगे तो चलेगा हम जाए तो नहीं चलेगा हम भी उसी पार्लियामेंट में जा रहे हैं तो आप जाए तो आप क्यों आप अपना सिटीजनशिप राइट बोलते हैं हम जाए तो हम सिटीजन नहीं है वी आर प्लेइंग इन देर हैंड्स सो मेरा सिटीजनशिप राइट्स में कब एक्सरसाइज करूँ आप फोन आइन बोलेंगे हमको अप्लाई करो तो बोले नहीं ठीक है कोडिफाई द मुस्लिम फॉर्म फैमिली लॉ गिव अस अ कॉम्प्रीहेंसिवली कोडिफाइड मुस्लिम कोड बिल जस्ट एज यू हैव द हिंदू वो तो भी करो बट उसके ऊपर यू डोंट वांट टू टॉक अबाउट इट सो माय राइट्स विद इन माय रिलीजन माय राइट्स विद इन द कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन माय राइट्स इन द सी डॉग आई एम ऑल्सो अ ग्लोबल सिटीजन क्यों मैं सी डॉग के जो प्रिंसिपल्स है वो मेरी लाइफ में मैं क्यों नहीं लाऊँ How? Why do you want the Muslim women to confine within the within a certain framework, which is also very important? But then there are other circles by which she is surrounded. There is a constitution of this country, wonderful uh, principles and values and articles. Why am I access not coming? And then the larger global uh, uh, covenants that have come in, which are meant for women and for defending my human rights. and every time i do that you you say you are playing or you are a bjp you are an rss and you are playing in your hands that is not going to take us anywhere we are stuck okay um a karnataka student has moved a writ petition in the high court seeking to declare that wearing a hijab is a fundamental right under articles 14 and 25 of the constitution and that it is an essential practice of islam I, that is a problem with me that's what so that is to... not an essential practice at all if that would have been essential practice then all those women across the world who don't wear hijab or who never wore earlier were they not following the essential practice were they not muslims so this high ground that also you take that this is the essential practice and all those who are you know by default not practic- practicing are moving have moved away from the true islam now that high hand uh, high, the, the arrogance that you also display where you think you know the essentials of islam whereas the five tenets of islam that we have been brought up to believe in do not mention hijab so how how has it become the sixth tenet hmm. and that needs to be debated and discussed fundamental right yes i mean that uh, that is there for the judges and the lawyers and people who are out there in the court to use the language of the constitution to defend your right to wear what you want to wear personal choice everything is fine but you make it essential and uh, uh, portray to the world to the community that this is what comprises uh, a muslim women's identity that is that is a problem and that needs to be di- discussed and debated uh, gautam bhatia the lawyer the legal scholar responding to the high court uh, during the hearing reading out a quranic verse on the dress code commented on twitter that court you can always rely upon the indian legal system to mark up issues and turn a case about abuse of state power into a case about endorsing religious patriarchy absolutely dire stuff i would agree with him because this is what the state is doing if you were so concerned about muslim women and her hijab and her oppression then you would have allowed a certain discussion and debate to happen and it, you, you should have allowed it to be discussed and debated and not Uh, use your uh, power as a school or a college administration or you know backed up by the state power to do what you are doing to the girls what they are doing to the girls is wrong definitely uh, one final question the shaheen bagh protests and the months long sit in by women challenged 
the lazy stereotype that exists of Muslim women lacking agency. Uh, here in this case in Karnataka too, these democratic protests by young Muslim girls has been applauded. Uh, we've seen Muslim women vocal on social media, speaking up on injustices against the community. Um, there are women like such as yourself and your organization, the BMMA, that is fighting conservatism and advocating for changes, both by working with the community as also seeking changes in law when necessary. Uh, how do you view the Muslim woman in India today and as, as a political being? Well, definitely, it's very empowering to see uh, BMMA emerging and talking about issues for decades. Nobody was willing to talk about it and talking it rationally, logically with facts and figures. And that, that was important. What happened, uh, what Muslim women uh, did through the Shaheen Bags across the country, uh, recognizing the constitution, their, their uh, assertion of their citizenship within the larger constitutional framework. Wonderful. My only concern is how, uh, how, um, so Shaheen Bagh and BMMA in that sense, if you look at both the movements that have occurred, uh, the Shaheen Bagh women are, because they are also talking about uh, the protection of the community in the larger constitutional framework and the rights of the community, they, they, uh, uh, they have been kind of, uh, what do you say, Compa compared to uh, say BMMA, where we have been uh, told that you are putting community rights versus uh, women's rights within the community. You are putting them as two different uh, antagonizing forces. So when I talk about the rights of the community to the state, I'm a great Muslim woman. But when I talk about the rights of individual Muslim women within the community, I'm not a good Muslim woman. Now I'm playing into their hands. Hmm. Okay. So my interests as a community is juxtaposed uh, with my interest within the community. Democracy as a citizenship right and democracy within the community. Democracy within, debates within, discussions and disagreements within, that is something which is not a good thing. You're raking up issues. Don't talk about it now. But if my rights have to be protected vis-a-vis uh, -vis the state, yeah, then you speak up. But then that same woman, when she talks about her law rights within the religion, about the issues which are troubling her within the family, then she should not talk. Then she is not a good woman. Then she is uh, propped up by the Western families. Then she is you know, anti-Islamic. And you know, they are supported by the RSS. Or they are RSS. Point taken. Uh, Noor Jahan Safia Niaz, thank you so much uh, for making the time for speaking with us today. Thanks to our listeners as well. I'll be back next Friday.